0: Space.
1: What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare. To scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... To Taste Success. Starring... Carly Minardo as Vestavia Casket Showroom. Tim Platt as Gelmir Lysander. Ali Fisher as Meredith Chesterfield. Branson Reese as Oberon Coaxial. And Joe Lapore as Everything and Everyone Else.
2: Log space date Well, after worrying wrinkles into my brow for weeks, I've finally found out the perfect wedding gift for Gailmeyer Lysander and his betrothed, Meredith something. <laughs> now, I know what you're going to say, log, and let me stop you right there. Yes, I have had certain affections for Ensign Lysander in the past. But my boss, Clinton Bodycount, keeps telling me that it's a big galaxy out there, and I shouldn't set my heart on unavailable men. Of course, he actually said it was a big gulixy. Anyway, nowadays I'm setting my heart on a plutonic friendship. The Cavalier is passing by the cloud planet Ceres Seven, and wouldn't you know it? For the first time in 500 years, Azure Skyberries are in season. Now, Log, I know you know all about Azor skyberries, but I don't call this posterity by Vestavia for nothing, so here goes. a (laughs) ham. A crop of Azor skyberries take half a millennia to cultivate and can only be grown in the unique atmosphere of series seven. They are one of the few examples in the galaxy of the seventh basic taste, Golgo. You know the others. Sweet, salty, bitter, sour, umami, super salty, and gogo. <laughs> gogo, as you know, can't even be replicated by our food printers. I've never tasted gogo before myself, and so naturally I am curious. It's also said that this fruit makes its eaters 10% more successful in life. A lovely <laughs> gift to Meredith and Galmeyer's bright future together. And who knows? Maybe a Sky Barrier 2 will help me find an eligible suitor.
1: We open on a windswept (laughs) rookery on Series 7. Series 7 is actually a tiny planet, no bigger than your fist. (laughs) (laughs) But it is an incredibly dense and powerfully magnetic little ball, holding a massive, tranquil atmosphere around it. Floating sky islands dot the cloudscape, creating a 3D archipelago of wonder. Some of the islands are the source of springs, and in the distance you can see waterfalls plunging down forever. The sky itself is a brilliant blue peeking out through puffy clouds, and the air smells like the first really nice day of spring. Because of the unique nature of Series 7's atmosphere, you were not able to teleport directly to the Skyberry Vineyards. Luckily for you, there are rookeries. Here, Siren travelers hire trained Siren Corvids to ferry them across the clouds. These huge navy blue ravens appear strong yet docile, and though each is fitted with a saddle, they look at you with wise eyes. Who do we see?
2: You are looking at the Stavia Casket Showroom. She is dressed in one of her usual becoming gowns, except this time, for some reason, she's got a beekeeper's veil over her pretty little face. She yoo-hoos at one of the riders with a handkerchief. Yoo-hoo!
3: And then, of course, there's Ensign Gelmir Lysander. Tall, lean, handsome, with a scar across his face. He's got a roller bag behind him full of an extra outfit, shoes, laptop, two books, one of which he starred but isn't sure he's into yet, and the other one he hopes he's into because the cover was so cool. We zoom into the suitcase. What's on that cool cover, Gelmer? Um, so it's actually quite blank. Um, it's sort of a uh, lot <laughs> of empty space there. It's like all dark, uh-huh. but the at the sort of spot where the title is, it, it gets a little more gray or sort of faded gray. And as you get further to the outside of it, there's a sort of a shiny black to it. And then as the, that gray goes into a tiny circle and you see the title of the book, Blankets and Nosebleed by RDRT. RDRT? RDRT. RDRT. Wow, incredible. Book
1: designers, it's time to sit down. <laughs> Book designers, <laughs> it's time to sit your asses down and listen. We zoom out of Gelmire's suitcase.
4: Who else do we see? Sitting atop Gelmire's suitcase, side saddle, riding her <laughs> way into checkout, is Meredith Chesterfield. She is gorgeous. Her skin looks younger than it should.
3: Okay, Vestavia, we appreciate the wedding gift, but we're already gonna do a honeymoon after the wedding. Uh, So, this sort of destination getaway, really appreciated, but maybe not something we exactly have a lot of time for right now.
2: Oh, Gelmer, you do vex me so. You know, this is not a honeymoon or a pre moon or any other such moon. This is a shopping trip. Hello? Meredith
4: hadn't been fully paying attention to uh, anything for hours, perhaps days until shopping trip was uh, said. And she sort of like blinks her eyes uh, and they're clearer than uh, the ocean blue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shopping. Yes, uh, except. Unlike most shopping trips where there's an air of mystery on what y'all might be taking home with you, this time I know exactly what prize you shall be leaving with.
4: <gasps> a shopping mission. Yes! I love this!
3: I mean, I appreciate it, but let's just say I hope there's like a couch or a bench in then wherever we're shopping that I can sort of sit down and take a load off while you ladies take your time picking out the right thing.
2: <laughs> Do you not want a gift?
3: No, I do. I do. I'm sorry. You're no, yeah. like
2: you don't want a gift.
3: No, I do. You I just... You said yes I, to this
2: trip. I
3: I, pre- I definitely appreciate the gift, Vestavia. Um, I appreciate it. That's all you have to
2: say, then.
3: No, I just... I'm. Why don't
2: you want the gift, Gelmeier? No, Meredith,
3: I, want I want the, the gift. gift. I just, I'm just. i sort of in a sticky situation. Never mind. Let's go.
5: All right, then. And uh, Vestavia pops a power cell for good measure and hails a rider.
4: And Meredith, like, double-kicks the suitcase she's on, like carry on.
3: <laughs> Gelmir bends a suitcase forward to be on his front wheels, and as he bends it forward, um, this sort of this inner hydraulic that sort of then leans Meredith back in the middle part, so she's perfectly balanced in her chair, and then he walks forward uh, pulling her behind him.
1: A man emerges from the stables and begins tightening the saddles of the Corfids. He is a tall human man with a flowing mullet of brilliant white hair. Despite his age, he's in great shape and wears a trim vest to better show off his two metal arms. Um, Meredith?
0: I cut Meredith off to say greetings. (laughs) My name is Oberon Coaxio. I also have permanent five o'clock shadow, a lantern jaw, a scar down my face, and a mysterious eye patch. I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Oh, Also, my laser feelings number is (laughs)
5: four. Vestavia visibly shudders at the sight of this man. Despite the fact that Gelmeier is standing two feet away from her, she has forgotten that he ever existed.
2: Oh.
1: Vestavia, can you make a feelings roll for me?
5: Yes. I got
2: my laser feelings.
1: Incredible. Vestavia, do you want to ask me a question?
2: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Vestavia have a chance with this guy?
1: Vestavia, you look on his left metal hand. No ring.
5: She checks the right just in case.
1: There is a ring on his pinky, but it doesn't seem like a wedding band.
5: Oh.
0: The ring is purely ornamental. Vestavia, (laughs) you can't help it. Your heart, it's going pitter-patter. I take Vestavia's hand. Ashante. Who do I have the pleasure of meeting here?
2: Answante Redukes. I am stavia Freud Casket Showroom. May I ask your name? You said it, didn't you? I'll
0: say it again. I'll say it anytime you wish. My name is Oberon Coaxio. Oberon, can you make a feelings roll for me? Yes I can, Joe. My laser feelings number (laughs) is four. I've rolled a five. Oh, no. That's a a success. That's a success. (laughs) That's a success. One of the few
1: afforded me. Oberon, you're taken aback. This Vestavia, why in person, she's
0: remarkable. But your mission, you must stick to your mission. To myself, I say, in all my years.
5: Uh, Vestavia lifts the veil of her beekeeper's hat and... Good
0: God! <laughs> oh! Oberon, Oberon, quick, make another feelings roll. God damn it, Joe. I got my laser feelings.
1: <laughs> Oberon, do you want to ask me a question? No, I do not. <laughs> I am content in the knowledge afforded me. Oberon, for a moment, your heart, it goes pitter-patter, but
0: no. The mission...
4: Wait, Branson didn't ask a fucking question? He said no. You don't have
0: to. You just have the option. (gasps)
4: Oh, okay.
0: If there's one thing I've learned in all my years, it's sometimes knowing too much is a curse.
2: Oh. Well, Hmm. Mr. Coaxial, I hope you do not... Please,
0: please. Mr. Coaxial was not my father's name, nor is it mine. You can call me Oberon.
5: Baron! and Vestavia's eyes twinkle like starlight as she asks are you the gentleman assigned
2: to escort us on our shopping expedition
0: it's been years since I've been called a gentleman but yes I will be your guide through these rugged beautiful lands although not half as rugged as I nor a quarter as beautiful as you and then I turn to Gelmire and Meredith, and I say, And who might you be?
3: Hey, uh, Oberon, I'm Gelmire Lysander, Lysander,
0: and- yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> sorry, sorry did, I, did I say something wrong? No, not at
0: all. In fact, it's incredible to see you like this. At all.
1: Gelmire, can you make a feelings roll for me? Six. Okay, that succeeds. Yeah, Gelmire, there's something familiar about this... What did he say his name was? Oberon Coaxial? But you can't quite place
3: it. Oh, um, yeah, I, sorry, I guess I have my name tag here. I usually wear my name tag when I'm all shit. Um, God, do I know you from somewhere? Did you ever teach at the academy or something? No, never did. I was a
0: student of life, and I got my master's from the school of hard knocks. I pat my eye patch uh, suspiciously.
3: Mad respect. Uh, You know, I always really admire people who make their own path, go through their own way, and come up the ranks to be the person they've always wanted to be.
0: You have no idea how good it is for me to hear you say that. And you, Meredith.
4: (laughs) Uh, Meredith is faced the other way on on the suitcase. So she sort of, like, tries to turn around gracefully and does. A successful turn. Meredith
0: Chesterfield. I've never seen you like this, or at all. Meredith, can
1: you make a feelings roll for me?
4: Oh my god. Uh, I got a one, so I did not (laughs) succeed.
1: (laughs) This seems like a friendly stranger.
4: Well, friendly stranger? Will you be taking us, and then she drops her sunglasses down her nose a little bit, shopping?
0: Well, I'll tell you what I know, which is, this will be an overnight trip. Oh. We'll make camp tonight on a sky island I know of With some incredible views of the sunset And then around midday tomorrow We'll reach the vineyards That's vineyards for the dumb among us Thank you <laughs> Remember, never let go of your corvids stay confident They hate indecision They'll kill you if you show weakness Keep an eye out for the strata dragons They're quite a sight Oh, and don't worry about this, and I pat the massive vaser cannon slung around my back. We won't need it. My dad just always taught me to be prepared. And I get a very far-off look in my eyes.
3: You know, I can speak for everyone here where I feel like I'm in pretty safe hands. <laughs> you know, Vestavia, I appreciate the shopping trip, but this is also feeling a little bit like a, <laughs> an adventure. Uh, thanks. This is a little more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I'm sorry I was being a brat before.
2: Um, thank you for apologizing. You you almost made me regret this trip
5: until... And then she turns and looks at Oberon, but thinks better of saying more. Is Masavia growing?
0: What an emotionally mature group, and younger
3: than I ever thought possible. Uh- <laughs> 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 Meredith? <laughs> what? I told you, you look young, but I don't care about that stuff. I think your age is part of what makes you beautiful.
4: Kallmeier, that's... Nice. Thank you.
3: You're welcome, baby.
4: <laughs> and I'm so glad I'm getting to know your friend, Vestavia. This is really nice. I'm really glad I'm getting to know Gelmeier's friends.
3: Yeah, and yeah, and we're not super close or anything, but, you know, just like some adventures. You know how we all go on adventures on the ship sometimes? It's like that yeah. kind of stuff, you know? Go on adventure with someone, have some fun, you know, you become bonded. All that,
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah! <laughs> um, Oberon, um... Take us to these birds. <laughs> and and say, and since they, uh, they, they hate indecision, they won't have a problem with us, because we are all decisive and know exactly what we're doing all the time. That's right. It's a matter of life
0: and death. When we get to those Corvids, I need you to look them straight in the eyes and make a decision. Any decision at all, just so long as you don't go back on it. Or it'll be your head.
2: Will the Corvids be asking us a question, Oberon? Or is it a decision we must make in our hearts?
0: Make a decision in your heart and act on it. All truth comes. And I look at Meredith. And I look at Gelmeyer. All truth comes from the heart, from love.
4: Oh. Uh.
3: Gelmeyer puts his hand on her nearest shoulder and sort of lo- rubs it lovingly.
4: She allows it.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. And then to myself, I say, <laughs> But how long can it last? <laughs>
5: Um, Vestavia is going to uh, sort of, she's going to sort of seek a, a more private audience with Oberon. Okay. Oberon, I must say
2: you are doing perfectly. I had no idea when I booked this excursion that there would be such a focus on romance. I feel as though I am hitting the nail on the head in terms of wedding gifting.
0: Thank you so much. But I didn't worry that I wasn't doing well. You see, a lifetime of working with these Corvids and the rough and tumble life I've led has left me a deeply confident man, not one given to self doubt. You see, and I'm going to, in a private moment for Vestavia, I lift my eye patch, <gasps> revealing a glowing eye to her, and I put it down quickly. I say, There's not a word for what they did to me!
2: Who's they? I'll kill them!
0: You wouldn't have the chance. All in good time, Vestavia. All in good time. Now
1: grab your Corvette and let's go. We turn back and see that Gelmeier has been, like, spinning Meredith around on his suitcase.
6: Yay! (laughs)
1: up and
3: down and then up.
0: (laughs) And then down and then down and then up. It's still spring. May the hard winter never fall. (laughs)
3: yeah
1: you entered the rookery before you are four beautiful corvids one regal one noble one
4: (laughs) you ran out of synonyms (laughs) (laughs) fuck off another (laughs) regal and another noble what are we gonna say
5: (laughs) we got two regals we got two nobles
1: (laughs) one regal one noble one, stoic. Ooh. One, noble.
0: One noble, another noble.
1: <laughs> one, a second noble. Which bird will you choose? Remember, make your choice and stick to it. Gilmer goes to the first noble one. Gilmer, make a feelings roll. Four.
3: The noble one nods. You shall ride him. I shall ride you. I shall name you. My, my splendid boy. Until the day this Corvid
0: dies, his name shall be my, my splendid boy. (laughs) Vestavia, which bird do you choose?
5: Vestavia is going to, shockingly, go over to Stoic.
1: Vestavia, make a feelings roll.
5: It's also a four.
1: The Stoic Corvid barely moves, but there is a glimmer in his eye. You may ride him.
2: Thank you, Derek, for that is your name henceforth.
0: And it shall be until the day Derek's limbs are claimed by the tiny metal planet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You just shirk into the middle?
0: (laughs) Yep. It's a fate worse than death.
4: Dang. (laughs) Meredith goes to Regal and the camera zooms out and you realize they're wearing matching tiaras. (laughs)
1: incredible incredible zoom out it zooms back in (laughs)
4: their foreheads were cropped by the frame (laughs) (laughs) it was an extreme close up
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meredith make a feelings roll
4: okay feelings is up I got a two my number's five and I got a two
1: the regal corvid snorts (laughs) and turns away you will not ride her uh, Meredith snorts,
4: <laughs> snorts and turns away.
0: Good, good. Trying to reason with it would only have lowered its esteem for you. You see, it was jealous of your matching tiaras. Go, take the noble. Take the same steed as your fiancé.
3: Wait, what's going on here? I'm on the first noble. Meredith Splendid knocks boy.
4: him off his Corvid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, hun. <laughs> I- it begins. Trouble in paradise. No, no, no. This is fine. This is just part of our relationship, you know. I give her what she wants. Uh, I like that. I like being able to person to provide for her, you know. And if she wants what I have, it's better that it's in her hands. I, I'll get a different Corvid. No. Stick with the Corvid you chose.
2: Why don't you two ride together?
3: Once you've
0: made a promise in front of the gods and everyone, you must always honor that
4: promise. Okay. Oh, Gelmir, I misunderstood. It's yours. Go for it. Are you sure you don't want to share? I'm I'm sure, babe.
0: You're riling up the Corvid. (gasps) Stop with all this nonsense. Make
3: a decision and stick to it. Gelmir gets back on. I'm a splendid boy. He turns to Meredith. I'm going to take this Corvid. But remember, I, I feel like I'm at my best when I can provide for you. What's mine is yours. And what's yours is mine. But also sometimes
4: it's good to just have yours be yours and mine be mine.
3: (laughs) You're a genius. See, and this is where your age and like maturity comes in because as a younger guy, I'm very eager about like what a man's role is supposed to be. And I I sometimes think I have a sort of a narrow view of what that is. Um but yeah. I, I think that that, yeah. help, that helps me be that that helps me. That helps me. Yeah.
2: I'm learning
4: a lot um. here. Meredith takes off her sunglasses and her tiara and walks up to the other noble corvid.
1: Meredith make a feelings roll with advantage. Oh, Phew. I
4: got a 3. And a six! That's good. Yay!
1: Good enough. The Corvid takes you.
4: (laughs) Thanks. And I
0: mount the regal Corvid. I don't even need to roll because these creatures are my dominion. Unless Joe disagrees. (laughs) I don't. I don't disagree.
5: Vestavia admires Oberon and his strong silhouette on the regal Corvid. Very becoming if you don't mind my saying so.
0: Not at all, Vestavia. Not at all. And you see the the light hitting his, like, Rob Liefeld dimension chest.
2: (laughs) Oh, my. Like two whiskey barrels kissing.
0: (laughs) You have a beautiful mind and an even more beautiful everything. And with that, the Corvids take off. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Ah. Uh. Yeah.
1: You soar into the skies of Series 7 and find that perhaps... You had the natures of these corvids all wrong. In the sky, why, they're totally different. Jolly, happy, free-spirited, jolly again, yes.
2: Derek, another barrel roll. Ah.
0: You see, these noble creatures, they're not so different than you and I. They just consider it an insult to be on the ground, but you get them up into their natural habitat, the sky and there's something else entirely
3: meredith look i can fly really high and my wings won't melt <laughs> oh amazing and look i can fly just where i'm supposed to careful gelmeyer careful the
0: last thing that we need is for you to fall to your death you can't imagine how dangerous that would be
3: Gelmeyer, don't <laughs> all right i'll come down for all y'alls but i'm in control here I'm decisive. I'm making this deci- <laughs> sit. I fly up along Gelmir and I'm all
0: business and I get right in his face. I go, "Gelmir, your safety is not just your own business. It affects others. It affects them." And I look off into the distance. More than you could possibly know.
2: Yeah, Gelmir, I put a deposit down on this whole thing. And it doesn't cover liability insurance.
3: All right, all right. Don't worry, Oberon. I've read you loud and clear. This is your merchandise, and I'm not going to harm it at all. That's right. And then I I, I get in close
0: again to Gelmeyer and I say, Would you say you're proud of me? <laughs> of you?
3: Oberon? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're doing a great job. Yeah! Maybe- and I fly off.
5: <laughs> um, Vestavia is going to drive Derek, her Corvid, up next to, alongside of um, Oberon.
0: Vestavia, we have to stop meeting like this.
2: I, I, that would be the worst thing that could happen in my mind.
0: You're right. Disregard my simple joke.
2: I took it deadly seriously, Oberon. Everything you say.
0: Something on your mind, Vestavia.
2: I just... I feel like I have a lot to make up for with these two, and I really hope that the elusive taste of Golgo does enough to make amends for my past transgressions.
0: Oh, the healing properties of Golgo are legendary. They're the stuff of myth, but even better, they're real. The taste of Golgo. Oh, I can't describe it. But please don't give up on Gelmir and Meredith. They... they're important to me.
2: I can tell. I can tell you take customer satisfaction very seriously. And we share a purpose. I also hope they have the best of times so they get married and I can stop thinking about it.
3: That's right. Their marriage is Dan-a-mount. Uh Gelmier rides next to Meredith. Hey, Meredith. <gasps> it gets a little bit closer. Hey, uh, can I ask you something?
4: Yeah. Sorry, I'm so thrilled. This is just like riding a star bike, but like um more feathers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Meredith, you are finding uh, an incredible ease with riding your Corvid. It is just like riding a star bike. You have a natural affinity.
4: Watch! And then she does something cool. Whoa, (laughs) Meredith!
3: That was something else, something cool. A loop-de-loop. I figured out how to loop-de-loop. This is really exciting. (laughs) Oh, your friends are so cool. Oh, you mean Vestavia? Yeah, no, she's she's awesome. I'm glad you two are getting along. And Oberon's pretty cool too. Maybe we'll toss him an invite to the wedding. (laughs) Oh, sure, yeah. I was just actually wanted to know, what was going on back there with that other Corvid? You know, they said that you have to be decisive if you want to get on one, and just want to make sure you're decisive about everything we're doing, everything we're planning. Um, of course. I think maybe, look, there's a lot to plan with the wedding, and yeah.
4: it, I'm really glad we did this, and I know that that's, like, part of the, the whole thing is to be, like, We're planning a wedding, so we should be building a good foundation for a marriage, which includes hanging out with the friends and, like, doing the fun trips. But honestly, the stress is kind of getting in the way.
3: You're right. I'm sorry. If anything gets stressful, I want you to tell me, and I'll bear the brunt of it. I'll provide for you. (laughs) There's, <laughs> you don't have to provide for me. It, it affirms me. It affirms me to do that. It makes me trust that you want. You're not going to leave me because I do that. Because for me, relationships are contractual, and that when you fulfill <laughs> your end of the bargain, it means that it means that even if you're bad in other situations, at least you fulfilled one part of the bargain, and that means they can't get mad at you, or they're probably not that they can't. They just probably won't get mad. I just I want to do like that for you, baby.
1: Gelmir's incredibly romantic speech is interrupted <laughs> by a roar. <laughs> A strato dragon flies directly between Meredith and Gelmire, oh! knocking your corvids aside. I need both of you to make lasers rolls. Got my laser feelings. Meredith, you can make a prepared lasers roll.
4: And I got a six out of four, so one of mine worked.
3: Gelmire, do you want to ask me a question? Uh, yeah. Do these dragons have any specific, particular blind spots or weaknesses? They are very fat. They are
1: large, rotund dragons uh, with um, cloud-like scales. They blend in uh, very closely with the sky itself. But if you catch them in the right light, you see that, in fact, it's not the sky or a cloud. It's actually a big, fat dragon. (sighs) Hey. Uh, Whoa. But hold on, Gelmir, because, Meredith, you are almost thrown from your corvid. Your right hand, It, it... it lets go of the reins uh, and you you are only holding on by one hand. <gasps> mama Mama!
0: splendid boy, be careful. Ah. Ah.
3: Ah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> ah. I, I I'm feeling stable. I'm feeling safe. Meredith, are you okay? Uh Meredith is looking
4: at Oberon for the first time.
1: Meredith, you're still hanging on. Yeah. She's... But but go ahead. What are you looking at?
4: She just looks at him with like sort of a shock for a second, and then she's uh, uh tries to pull herself up onto the Corvid. As you look
0: at Oberon, you see he's soaring towards you, and he goes under you, uh, so in case you fall, he's going
3: to be down there to catch you. Meredith, be careful! Be careful! Gelmir follows Oberon's lead and also slides under Meredith in case she falls. Gelmir,
1: as you do this, for a moment, it's hard to be sure as you're flying through these clouds whipping past you, but it's almost as if Oberon, for just
3: a moment, becomes... Translucent? No, he couldn't be. Oprah, where'd you? Uh, never mind. There you are. I'm right here, Gilmire. Uh,
5: Vesavia's still ahead of the pack. She's she's watching all of this from the front. She decides she's going to try to distract the dragon and draw it away from her friends. She whips out one of her handkerchiefs, defying the g-force of this ride, and w- waves it daintily. Yoo-hoo, Mr. Dragon!
0: Vestavia, you're brilliant. They're attracted to beautiful
4: things.
2: (laughs) Well, then that should... Okay.
1: (laughs) Vestavia, the dragon it takes the bait. You don't need to roll for this. It sees that beautiful handkerchief and it wants it. It opens its massive jaw and flies directly for you with powerful wings. It needs powerful wings to support its big body.
5: Vestavia leans forward into her Corvid's ear hole and whispers, Dad! And presses her body into the back of the corvator, pushing it down to try and get the dragon to follow her towards the surface.
1: Derek responds, and he begins diving.
5: Okay, is the dragon following? Yes. Okay, good.
1: You hear it scream behind you. It's falling, and it's getting close to you, but you also start to feel that, you know, Derek is no longer just performing a controlled dive this tiny, fist-sized planet why it's beginning to pull on you. Its gravity is so strong. If you dive too far, you might not be able to escape its pull.
5: is trying to calculate the exact moment to pull another barrel roll and loop out of the way, allowing the dragon to continue its path forward and crash into the ground.
1: Make a feelings roll.
5: Okay. Success!
1: Great, but meanwhile, I want to know what everyone else is doing.
0: I am in crisis mode, so I'm beneath... Uh, Meredith, I'm ready to catch her, but I have not- This has not gone unnoticed to me. I call out, and I'm like, Vestavia, no! No! Oh, your sacrifice, so noble and perhaps even necessary.
3: But the tragedy can't be ignored! Gelmir levels up to Oberon's level. Oberon, go- go follow Vestavia. She needs help, too. Let me take care of my wife. That's right, you focus on your
0: wife. And keep your eyes off of Vestavia. I'll take care of her. And I, I'm gonna zoom down towards Vestavia.
3: Uh, Meredith looks down at Gellmeyer. Did you just say wife? I'm sorry if I jumped the gun there. I'm just feeling it right now. And this opportunity to catch you if you fall, this is what it means to be a husband. <laughs> Meredith lets go.
4: <laughs> it was the hubbend that got her. <laughs>
3: Gelmir, whose hands have been on the reins of the Corvid, let's go. He leans up. He activates his core to give it a little more stability as he's no longer uh, holding on to the beast itself with his hands. And he holds out his arms to catch her.
1: Uh, Gelmir, this is an incredibly confident move. Your bond with your Corvid uh, reaches level two.
3: Wait, I, so I've, I've leveled up to level two bond with, with an animal? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you're amazing at this game. Gelmir <laughs> catches the fallen maiden. <laughs> no,
1: no, oh,
2: oh.
1: Meredith, I need you to make a lasers roll.
2: Okay,
4: I got it too, baby.
1: Meredith, you fall, but yes, there he is, your husband. <laughs> you aim right for him, and he catches you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh. We We've We've gotta, gotta stop, stop meeting, meeting like, like this. Yes, uh,
3: no, stop it! I can't believe you. God, <laughs> this is so Baby, you scared so me cool. so much. That was so freaky. Oh,
4: you are so cute, though. Vestavia, I'm you. coming for you.
1: <laughs> Gilmire's friend. We, we. Uh, I'm afraid we simply have to cut away. What's happening with Vestavia and Oberon?
0: I'm soaring down to Vestavia to try to save her in any way I can.
1: Vestavia, you feel that pull. It's growing stronger and stronger. You're worried you're, you're, you're not going to make it. You're going to be sucked into that tiny fist-sized planet and crumpled like a tin can. But then, in the last moment, you pull off a loop-de-loop. You rise, you rise, you pull away. Your corvid Derek breaks away from the gravitational pull and zooms around the Strato Dragon, who continues on his descent.
2: Oh my goodness, Derek! Don't fail me now.
1: The Strato Dragon continues falling, falling, screaming. It lets out another roar, and then with sounds I will have to add in later. <laughs> it's destroyed by the planet.
5: Um, the is accelerated! She's flying, she's soaring, and as she's soaring, she catches, she locks eyes with Oberon coming and flying towards her.
0: I have a far off look in my eyes.
5: <laughs>
0: this is no parade. A beautiful creature has died, and for what? Its only crime was loving something beautiful.
1: Oberon, can you make an unprepared feelings roll? I'm not prepared. <sighs> To take Roll twice, and if you fail either time, I want to know.
5: He wants to know about it.
0: I got two sixes, Joe.
1: Wow. Wow, that's a
5: success.
1: Oberon, you've never felt this pull at your heart before. It's never been so strong. Well, there was that one time when you were a younger man, but that's a story for another day.
0: Sure.
1: No. Tell this us. This pull at your heart, this, this <laughs> thump in your heart is so great, but no, the mission, you must see it through
0: at all costs. I turn away from Vestavia. I say, there's a darkness to me you wouldn't understand, and I wouldn't wish on you.
2: You gotta have faith in me, Oberon. I'm not the simple country girl I appear to be. Why, I am the junior mortician of the CSS Cavalier for a start. I know, and that's the problem,
0: as I fly away.
2: Ah, Where'd that man go?
0: We fade
1: now to a sky island. As the sun sets over Series 7, Vestavia eventually found Oberon, as did Gelmeyer and Meredith, and they settle into
3: camp for the night. <sighs> Already this has been quite the adventure, and I'm glad to be sharing it with all of you. <laughs> Vestavia, once again, this has been awesome. Uh, Meredith and I needed a little fun, a little reminder of why we got together in the first place, a little adventure that wasn't about guests or venues or who call the DJ or stuff like that. It's a reminder that our relationship really matters. Sometimes I can get lost in all the planning. Yeah. And Oberon. Man, I'm so excited to meet you. You've been nothing but cool, badass, and I know I've said that once, but I'm proud of you, man. You've dealt with so much weird stuff with a pretty, rascally little crew. And you've really led the way. And Meredith, you've been amazing as always my partner in crime, and my law-abiding citizen. (laughs) Look
0: at the two of you, so in love, even though the poetry in your hearts doesn't always make it to your lips. It's so clear how in love the two of you are. These are the golden years. Never let them fade.
3: Believe me, they will! Oberon, seems like you've got a interesting past. Have you ever been married or in love? Yeah, have you? Yeah, have you? Past,
0: future, present, love, hate, where I'm from? A place far, far from where we are right now. These concepts
3: have a little different meaning. Huh. Do you catch my drift? You're talking to some of the most adventurous crew members in the Cavalier. We've gone beyond space and time and up and down more times than we can count. Try us. Believe me,
0: your reputation precedes you. I've heard all about your adventures and your exploits. They're the thing of legends to me.
2: They are?
0: Really? Oh, yes. Oh, like your boss, Clinton Body Count. What an yes. incredible man he must be. Or the cook, Liberty Balboa. Or your stuntman, Coyote Ugly. Or your, I believe, now dead captain, Cal uh- Sisters. Mm. Yeah. Or even your dentist, Dr. Surgery.
5: Davia involuntarily turns to look and witness Gelmire's response when Cal Sisters is mentioned. She knows how dear Captain Sisters was to Gelmire.
3: She was right to look. Gelmire drops his chin and lowers his gaze. His hands grab each other as if in mourning and also as if to stop himself from raging. The raging fury he has, he wasn't there to save him when he had the chance you've heard of Captain Sisters We're all doing our best job to fill those shoes those big shoes
0: you feel a metal hand on your shoulder Gelmeyer believe me I know all too well the pain of failing to save a father figure It's a pain I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy
2: I can't imagine you have many enemies Oberon you being such a gentleman and all.
0: You'd be more surprised than you could ever know, Vestavia. Where I'm from? Why, roaming carnivals of crime gangs roam the streets, (laughs) committing crimes most foul. Why, they'd slit your throat just as soon as they'd look at you. I consider these men, and yes, they're all men, my enemies.
2: Well, if they're about to slit my throat while looking at me, I hope they don't see me.
0: Planet eaters, the size of two planets, float from planet to planet, eating those planets and getting quite full. Imagine eating something half the size of you. Why, you'd need to take a nap.
4: Meredith is eating a big chip.
0: Inverse volcanoes. Holes in the ground that absorb heat in deadly ways.
3: These are just a few of
0: the things to go bump in the night where I'm from.
4: Oberon... Where are you from?
0: Those little men in black aliens, the little worm guys. They're real where I'm from, but they're not fun.
2: There's a morgue in that movie, that's where I work.
0: That's right. I'm sure you all have questions about where I'm from and I wish I could answer them for you, but I fear my answers would come and I look off into the distance at an enormous cosmic price.
2: That's a shame, Oberon. I'd love to see these things, horrible as they sound. I'd like to see everything.
0: And I'd love to show them to you, Vestavia. But sometimes knowledge, knowledge in the wrong place, can be more of a curse than ignorance itself.
3: Wow. (laughs) You're right to chide us for our lack of poetry, because the way you speak, it's like it's pre-written. Beautiful. Gelmeier, you mistake me,
0: and you wound me. I don't chide you. I celebrate you. Thanks, Ben. Yay!
3: You're a hero to me. Uh, Gelmir turns to Meredith. He's clearly taking the compliment, but he's also checking in to see if he's being fooled.
4: Yeah, she's also like, I don't know what's going on, but he's just like, seems to really. I, I don't think he's joking. Yeah, I
3: just like, I take
0: their hands and I put their hands together. I say, Your lives are the most precious things in the world. And I turn to Vestavia and I look away. I can't even bear it. And me? I can't even bear it.
5: Oh. Um, she. <laughs> feels a little uh, let down here. She she is the one who paid for this excursion and she feels like she should also be told that her life is important, but she decides to let it slide. Vestavia, he can't bear
0: it! I look up with tears. There's tears in my, my good eye and there's glowing tears coming out from under my eye patch. I say, Vestavia, your life is valuable too. So damn valuable.
2: That's all you had to say, Oberon. Your life's valuable too, though I've only known you a moment. It feels like a moment that exists both in... And out of time itself. If only you knew how right you were.
1: <laughs> the sun Who is sets this guy? Over... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Not a single hint uh, just, just, <laughs> just a normal Corvette handler. Uh, <laughs> the sun sets over series seven and the sky of the sky planet grows dark. My. Time to settle in.
0: Where does that sun go? Nobody knows. (laughs) There's no place (laughs) for it to hide with with our tiny fist-sized planet. But yet every night it gets to be night. We don't understand it.
1: Wow. If this was a visual medium, it would be abundantly clear. But unfortunately, we can't spend enough time on it in audio. It
2: must just be a much smaller sun than we're used to. Smaller even than the planet.
0: That's right. A tiny sun that could fit behind a fist. (laughs)
3: Say, uh, Vestavia, we're friends, and in our friendship conversations, you've often talked about how much you appreciate the stars, and learning more about their, uh, constellations. I wish I understood, uh, what the star constellations are in this night sky. Say, Oberon, you work here, you probably know a lot about the night sky. Maybe you can show Vestavia, since she's so interested in the night sky... The best place to look at them before we all go to sleep. Yes.
2: I mean, I was going to offer to take the first watch so you and Meredith could rest up for tomorrow.
0: Vestavia, why don't I keep you company on that first watch? I don't need to sleep much due to technology.
2: Oh, well. It would be my honor. If you don't mind.
3: Glamour makes eye contact with Vestavia and gives a sort of very, uh, tight thumbs up very close to his chest nodding. He then uh, makes a circle with his one hand with his thumb and his forefinger and he pokes through that circle with his other finger and then looks back between her and Oberon.
5: The stevia uh, mortified takes a fan out from her decolletage and hides her face. She turns to Oberon
2: I think Gilmar feels the need to inform me of the fact that he intends to have premarital relations with Meredith as we walk.
5: That, uh, and...
0: That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to strengthen their marital bond is fine with me. Vestavia, won't you join me? I know a scenic vista around the way where the two of us can be alone together.
2: Oh, I, I wouldn't mind that at all.
3: All right, well, don't stay out too late. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Hey, if you're not back by 8, I'll will I'll shoot you. Um
5: What? I'm joking.
3: I'm joking. I'm just sort of pretending to, be, you know, I'm, just be, I'm playing just like be a, a dad. You're, you're like a dad and like the, the sun will come over.
1: Yeah, what? all too well. <laughs> we cut to a scenic vista. It's a beautiful small reflecting pool that then empties out into a lofty waterfall arcing down, down, down to the tiny planet's surface. Small fireflies flip along the pool and glow softly. The stars are beginning to come out and series 7's huge, huge moon <laughs>
0: rises. Look at that moon. It's three fists large. One of the biggest possible moons.
2: When I was a little girl, I was told that the moon of Series 7 tasted like Golgo cheese.
1: It's now that everyone, of course, realizes that night is when the sun passes behind this huge moon. Like, that's obviously what night is here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We knew. Earlier, I was kidding. I, I know what night is. The sun goes behind the moon. Yes, that's exactly right. And lights it up. That's what the stars are. Tiny holes in the moon, like a disco ball that the sun shines through. Look at the stars. Look at them.
2: Why, well, Oberon, I do believe you could say anything, and I believe you. You just sort of have the, the face of a man I can trust. The heart of a man I can follow. I don't mean to be forward. I just feel a connection with you that I only feel once every few days with a man.
0: Well, I'm honored beyond belief, Vestavius but perhaps I'll have to put your theory to the test. I'm worried that what I'm about to tell you, you won't believe.
2: I I strongly doubt it.
0: Now this concept I'm about to share with you, it's abstract and difficult to explain. I'm going to need a visual aid, and I draw a line in the dirt in front of us.
2: Oh no, is it math? Is it long division? I can't handle this again.
0: It's far more abstract, and I take her chin in my hand, Poetic. Oh, yeah, 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 This line in the dirt, it represents time. Oh. Time, as you know, is a straight line moving ever forward in one direction.
2: <laughs> yes?
0: Right here, and I make a little dot. Is it? Right here. That's all of us.
2: We're beautiful.
0: And then I make a dot off in the distance.
2: <laughs> We're <beautiful>. We are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have such a beautiful way of looking at things, Vestavia. I hope you'll feel the same way when I give you this next piece of information. A little further on down the line, I make another dot, I say. This dot. This is me.
2: I don't understand.
0: I'm from the future, Vestavia. There was no simpler way to say it.
2: You, I mean, you (laughs) did do so just now by telling me in words that you're from the future.
0: I'm from the future. This isn't my time.
2: Are you just saying that because you got white hair?
0: No. No, I got my white hair in the future. And then I came back here. You see, the time I'm from is terrible. It's a ruined world. No planet is safe or hospitable. We have inverted volcanoes, I believe I told you about them. Yes, they absorb heat in a deadly way. Yes, they do. It's not a place you'd want to live. But I fear it's a place that's coming for us all, all too soon.
2: Well, how do we stop it?
0: Unfortunately, Vestavia, there's only one way I know.
2: What is it?
0: You're not going to like this part. You see, I'll be born eight years from today. Huh. And do you know who my parents will be?
2: Um, Mr. and Mrs. Coaxial?
0: No. Coaxial is a fake last name I chose for myself. Oh. But Oberon is a real first name. My parents will be Gelmir Lysander and (gasps) Meredith Chesterfield. (laughs)
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I know we're not part of this scene, but Joe, is this allowed?
1: Tim, I'm checking the rule book, and there's nothing that says it isn't.
3: Okay. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. I'll oh, my okay. God. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Let me check. The- hold on, hold on. Let me let me check the rule book for eight years from now. Yeah. Okay, great. It's not in here either. Jesus
0: Christ.
3: Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Branson, proceed, but watch it.
0: I will, Joe. I know I'm on thin ice already. My every step is terror. Oh my goodness,
2: Oberon!
0: That's why I got so nervous and angry when both of them were in danger. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't care. I lose tourists all the time.
2: Oh, I never would have known you're so capable.
0: Thank you. It's just those damn Strato dragons.
2: But Oberon, I don't understand. I don't want a horrible future, but I do want one where you're born.
0: Unfortunately, one requires the other, unless I'm right about something. It's those sky berries, and I slam my metal fist on a tree nearby, rustling the tree. Those damn sky berries! I'm sorry, Vestavia, but the timeline requires that my parents never taste the sky berries, and that your life, and I turn to you lifting my eye patch, revealing my gl- glowing eye, which is crying glowing tears. <laughs> Your life must end here.
6: Oh, whoa. Have we finally done it? Has my thousand-year cryo-sleep ended and we've arrived at Rigel 7 to find a new home for humanity? No. Our pods opened early. Sorry, dude. I was just
1: a child when mine opened decades ago. Now? <laughs> I'm all grown up.
6: I remember you, Joe, the young sweet child. Gosh, well, are we close to Rigel 7, humanity's new home? Uh, Not
3: quite.
1: Yeah, we won't reach Rigel 7 for another
6: 642 years. My god, I might never live to see that. What have you been doing to pass the time? Well, we've been listening to this podcast called Oh These, Those Stars of Space. With Ali Fisher? Yeah, it's great. Only, I've listened to all the main feed episodes already. Have you checked out the Patreon feed? Uh, at patreon.com slash
3: oh these, those stars of space? No. What's there? <laughs> Chris, only a ton of full-length Patreon-exclusive episodes. Real episodes? Like with Liberty Balboa and Dr. Dewey? Yeah, exactly.
6: (sighs) What, do I have to pay, like, a thousand credits a month to get access to that? No, dude. Only five (sighs) Earth dollars a month. (gasps) Well, that's a deal. I only wish I had woken up from that cryopod sooner. (laughs) Yay! Our three heroes never lived to reach Rigel 7, but they died sometime later, happy and fulfilled by many exciting Patreon episodes of Oh These, Those Stars of Space and Oh These, Those Chats of Show, the monthly chat show where they answer patron questions. Join them, won't you?
0: Your life must end here. Unless...
2: Oh, thank goodness.
0: (laughs) Unless there's another way. It's just those damned sky berries. You see, Vestavia, what you may not know is that those sky berries won't always cause 10% more success. You see, every 5,000 years, there's a bumper crop producing ultimate azure sky berries max, causing 200% more success in life. In my grim dark future, there is no vanguard, no Korexian Vermont alliance. No, in my time, the galaxy is devastated by a terrible war between two great powers, the Chesterfield Omniversal Conglomagrob, and the King Star of Lysandria, with the Skyberries and a certain Mortician in their ears. My parents' ambitions are stoked. A toxic chain of events that inevitably leads to the death and destruction of trillions.
2: All because of me and some berries?
0: Well, that's why I was going to kill you. But I... Damn it, I can't do it. The plan was to come here and eliminate you, but I never thought I'd fall in love.
2: Oh, Oh, Oberon, when you said that this would be the end of my life, I knew that what you really meant was As a single woman.
0: Vestavia. And I take the pinky ring off my pinky. And I slide it on to her her left uh, ring finger.
2: (laughs) A perfect fit.
0: That's right. I have proportionally tiny
2: hands.
0: (laughs) My hands and feet are so small. Oberon, what's on the ring? Oh, it's a mood ring. (laughs) (laughs) It changes from black to love colors.
5: The moment it hits Vestavia's finger, it swells purples and blushes. It's like a beautiful lava lamp.
0: It only does that when it's very happy.
2: (laughs) Oberon, I give you my solemn vow. I will not let a terrible future befall you. I will keep them away from those berries. My gift shall be their future. Your future. Ours.
0: But how can we do it without arousing their suspicions? If they were to discover that I'm their son, all would be lost. (gasps) I know. (laughs) And we plan. (laughs) I look back out at the camera and say, Go away from here. We're planning. The camera sort of like wobbles for a
1: second no. and then turns away. <laughs>
0: Give us a privacy.
1: We fade now. It's the morning. The sun dawns over series 7. The clouds glow with golden morning light. Little skybirds chirp in their little sky nests.
4: Oh skybirds.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your but your corvids, your corvids perched next to you remain noble and Regal and stoic, etc.
3: Amazing. On series 7, the birds are in the sky. Hey, Gelmeier. <laughs> yeah? Let's not wake them up. What do you mean? We go off on our own? I mean, they had a lovely
4: night, it sounded like. Why don't we just go finish their shopping on our own? <sighs>
3: Meredith, that's a great idea. We'll be the ultimate wingman. Give them the space to have their nice time at night and their even better time in the morning, if you know what I mean. Wing,
4: wingman on wing.
3: What are you doing?
4: <laughs> wingman on wing birds.
3: Uh, right. So, I
4: don't know. There's something with the, like, wing thing.
3: Sorry, I thought you were about to say wingman on three, and so I got a little, <laughs> I got totally thrown off. <sighs> no, yeah. yeah.
4: Uh... Let's just go. Let's go finish up the shopping, and then we'll get back to them when they're up. Yeah,
3: I forgot that we're here to try the skyberries. I've never had gulug before. I think it's Golgo. Golgo, whatever. Okay, come on, let's sneak out. Huh? dee dee
4: dee 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 they're not going anywhere.
3: We're just sort of oompa looping across from each other back and forth. Thirty minutes
1: later, <laughs> Vestavia and Oberon wake up.
2: Oh. Um uh, where uh, where'd they go?
0: Oh no. This is a tragedy. Where oh, where could my parents be?
5: Uh, Vestavia is suddenly horrified to realize that she she is waking up next to a man. She has not done her her skincare routine. She has not brushed her hair 470 times. She is mortified. I must look horrid to you.
0: What are you talking about? You look more beautiful than ever. Oh. <laughs> I'm charmed by a natural grace.
2: <laughs> Oberon, how could I ever meet another man as great as you?
0: I don't know that you could. Luckily, we've become an item.
2: <laughs> it's not gonna be an issue. But I'll tell you, it is an issue. Those dumb parents of yours. Oh, God, where are they? We gotta find them on the double. We gotta stop them from eating the
0: scat berries.
1: They've only left you one of the Corvids, Derek.
0: Derek. Oh god, we hadn't bonded with him. I mean I did. Well I hadn't. Oh oh, that's perfect. Okay, you can all right, you can take lead on Derek. Why'd they take three corvets
2: <laughs> I mean, I know they're your parents.
1: Well there were only two after after the Meredith fell off one.
0: Oh, that's oh. right. Meredith's Corvet Okay, so Meredith took my Corvette Oh, that mother of mine. <laughs>
2: Oberon, I know they're your parents, but I have to tell you, they are about the bluntest crayons in the box.
0: You're telling me? Kindergarten was a nightmare. <laughs> Do you know what it's like to be potty trained by a man who's 5'9", but claims to be 6'1"? <laughs> <six one? laughs> but the lie is the lie is obvious. His, his 5'11 <laughs> wife is taller than him. How could he be 6'1"? This is not canon. <laughs> 5'11". He's tall. The unguarded (laughs) words of a son
1: are always canon. (laughs) Branson, Branson, real quick, make a sons roll.
0: You got it, sons roll. I got a two, which is my son's number. (laughs) Yeah, Tim, sorry.
5: Uh, Vestavia is going to leap onto Derek's back and hold her hand out for Oberon to join her.
0: A tiny metal hand grasps yours as I hop onto the back of Derek.
5: Fly, Derek fly
2: to those berries ah!
1: you race across the sky luckily Oberon knows a few shortcuts you sneak through the sky islands, the beautiful cloud formations, you'd love to opine Vestavia on the shapes they make, perhaps that one's a heart, perhaps that one's two lovers locked in a brace, but there's no time you must find Meredith and Gelmire, and find them you do when you reach the skyberry vineyards,
0: there they are
2: there are days that Gaelmeier can't find his way to the bridge, but he found these skyberries awfully quick. Let's go!
0: You're telling me. He has a nose for just where it shouldn't be. Oh, it's so nice to be able to, to complain about my father with somebody. Sure, I'm filled with awe. By the way, do you mind if I if I hold you by the waist like a prom photo?
2: You could not have chosen better words.
0: I missed my own prom because the Skull Wars <laughs> interfered with it. Everyone with the skull was enlisted.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Vestavia takes hold of your hands around her waist, and with her other free hand, she snaps the reins of Derek, driving him ever onward.
1: You land at the vineyard, just as Meredith and Gelmire are walking up to the front door.
5: There's a door in the vineyard? (laughs)
1: Well, there's like a there's like a main building oh,
5: okay.
3: where they do the skyberry
5: tastings. Okay. You know, I'm
3: pretty sure we can go around to the open area. I don't know why we have to. Is that yeah?
4: There's a patio. Yeah, should we just check the patio. halt
3: uh, Oh, you guys, we wanted you to have your morning together. Uh, we should have left a note.
2: You should have. Uh, don't you know, Galmire? It's impolite to jump the gun on a wedding present.
3: You know what, Just, Dave, you're, you're right. We're sorry. We just thought you two are having such a good time together. We why not
2: make it a little bit longer? Galmire, look, a sample jar. Ooh. No, no, no. Um, please. No. These are these are. These are just the normal, everyday Azorberries they put out for just any any old body. I I, I arranged for a private taste test on a special planet that is farther from here that we're not on. So don't eat those.
0: That's right. These simply won't do. For two newlyweds who are so newlywed that they're not even wed yet, these simply won't do. (sighs) Okay. Throw them on the ground. She does. Stomp on them. The jar smashes.
4: Oh, jeez. All over my feet.
3: <laughs> hey, don't worry. I can lick those up for you. No, no, no. Well, oh my don't God. lick her yes! feet. Yes. She licks no, her blood.
0: No, no. Lick her feet, but do it in the privacy. But do
3: it with... Do the bare feet later after a bath after or a shower. After
2: you wash. Yeah, after you clean.
3: No, but that was sort of the idea. It's sort of like lick the, you know, the juices of the berries off of her dirty feet. I
2: mean, yeah. Galmire, look, we're cool, but we're not, you know, there's just only so much. Poison
0: crop. What? I'm sorry. I had to say it. It's a poison crop of berries.
3: Oh, jeez, Louise. All right, then... Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say so sooner? I will not be licking the berry juice off of my fiance's dirty feet. Gilmire, get that hose. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Got it. And here we... Whoa, whoa, the hose. It's it's too powerful. I can't control it.
5: Oh my goodness. I'm getting all wet.
4: Yes, yes.
0: Let your romance (laughs) blossom. Let these silly moments stand as testaments to young love. (laughs) Thanks, Oberon. It's so strange I've seen you as authoritarians and disciplinarians and even caregivers, but never as silly young people. It's so odd.
4: Yeah, I've mostly seen you as the tour guide we met yesterday.
0: When in reality, <laughs> I'm so much more. By the way, we booked you a, a, a little a little special show with some Somaliers. Isn't that right, Vestavia?
2: Yes, indeed. Why, I would not travel all the way to Series 7 without treating my two fine friends to a sommelier show.
1: And good thing I'm here! And out comes a jolly bababian. Greetings and welcome to the Skyberry Vineyards. Not
5: you! She grabs the hose, sprays him to death, and then then (laughs) takes off off on the Corbin. Follow me!
3: I think that guy's dead. I think you drowned him while standing? No, no,
0: it was just an illusion. Don't worry, (laughs) nobody died here.
4: Gallmire, your friends are crazy. (laughs) Come on!
3: Sorry, Meredith. Usually they're a little more grounded, but uh, must be just a part of the, the gift. Yeah, that's it.
4: The gift.
0: Now remember, for this show, the special sommelier tasting of the berry wine... Vestavia and I won't be there. It's a special romantic booking for two. Remember that. All right. That's fine by me. <laughs> and we cut forward to the back room of the uh, where the sommelier show is going to be. And Vestavia mm-hmm. and I both have fake mustaches on. I say, remember, remember, we're going to give them this harmless blue liquid. It isn't gulgo, but it's also not going to make them 200% more successful.
2: I am sorry not to be able to give them the experience of Golgo, but if it's between that and a 200% more ambitious Gelmeyer, I think I know which way to go.
0: The cost is simply too high. Remember, it's this bottle is the safe bottle. Not, and I hold up an identical blue bottle, not this bottle. This bottle is full, full of the berries that will make them 200% more successful. We can't have that.
2: Oberon
0: bestavia
2: we are on the precipice of the most important mission i've ever been on what's the harm in you and i drinking a little bit of this success juice
0: why you're right why that's the best damn idea i've ever heard if we're trying if we're trying to prevent them from consuming these berries 200 percent more success could go a long way
2: i'll drink if you do
0: I will. I hope the bottle I'm drinking from is the correct bottle. <laughs> Bottoms up. Ladies first, though. Carly,
1: can you flip a coin for me? Heads. <gasps> Interesting. Vestavia, do you, you drink from the bottle?
2: She puckers her pretty little lips, puts them to the rim of the bottle, and takes a dainty sip.
1: Vestavia. A cool, refreshing liquid fills your dainty little mouth. It hits your tongue with a bright effervescence. And then there's a new sensation, a different sensation, a taste. You've never tasted it before. It's so hard to put into words. But if you had to choose one, I guess it would be
0: go-go.
5: She looks at Oberon wildly. Go, go.
2: Go, go.
1: Here. We cut to Meredith and Gelmeier sitting there alone.
4: Gelmeier, this whole experience has been so nice. It's so nice to just get away sometimes, even when your normal state is really away from uh, everything.
3: Yeah, I know. We go on so many adventures, but we never go on misadventures just for each other just for us and you know i gotta say my friend vestavia has done a pretty good job maybe she could be a bridesmaid (laughs) hey
4: i think that's a great idea is she gonna be your bridesmaid or mine
3: no she'd be yours i'm very gendered about this stuff
4: we need to talk about this contract situation that you feel so fucking like focused on am i doing things wrong
3: (laughs) we cut back
4: all right,
0: I'll take a big swig myself. Gulp, gulp, gulp. I'm drinking it down. Oberon,
1: there's only one word for this. Go-go.
0: Go-go. Go-go. Go-go on three. One, two, three. Go-go. <laughs> Let's go. And we emerge uh, flamboyantly from behind a curtain holding this bottle of blue wine. A bon
2: lowers.
0: I'm so glad we resolved that so quickly. Hello. Hello, mia amores. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a amore.
4: Meredith looks lovingly into Gelmeier's eyes. That's a amore.
3: That's my baby.
4: <laughs> uh, she turns and looks into Oberon's eyes as he approaches.
0: Hello. That's some meaningful eye contact you're making with me. Now in my left hand is a bottle of wine, which I encourage you to drink. In my right hand is a bottle of wine that you must not drink. I should not even have brought it out. But first, a little showmanship. What? And I switch them around like David Blaine.
5: Follow the lady.
0: Where's the lady?
5: <laughs> the stabia grabs Oberon's shoulder.
0: What are you it's doing? It's metal.
5: Yeah. What are you doing?
0: Two hundred percent, remember.
5: 200%. Hey, watch this! And she takes both uh, bottles and starts, to her own surprise, capably juggling them.
3: Yeah, you do. You don't need to roll for that. I guess they have to, like, shake up the wine and that, like, maybe releases some of the flavor?
4: Follow the lady! Meredith is glancing back and forth between Oberon's uh, one exposed eye and Gelmeyer's eyes, and they look really similar.
3: Are you comparing me to another man again? No! You know, no. That, you know no. that only sometimes works.
4: She. Uh, that's the last she looks at Oberon. She doesn't look at him ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bestavia, you finish your juggling act and now holding the two bottles in your hand for a moment, you say, Oh no, what if this was all a huge mistake? What if I've mixed them up and have no idea? And then you remember, of course, one of the bottles is completely full. Another bottle has had two big drinks taken out of it. So... <laughs>
5: Um, With confidence and the moves of an experienced sommelier, she saunters over to their table, to Galmire and Meredith, and does that little, like, pouring over the arm move Mm. with the correct bottle into their glasses.
3: Um, Do you pour a whole cup or, like, a tiny, or just a tiny bit?
5: Out of politeness, She pours a little bit in Meredith's glass, first allowing her the chance to taste.
4: A digger a sip of the wine. Meredith does not look at him. She lifts the glass um, and she swirls it in her hand and she takes a big smell from inside the glass and then she sips it gently and her eyes light up Her world turns upside down. This wonderful human being who is extraordinarily susceptible to placebo (laughs) is (laughs) delighted by what she's tasting. And she feels energized and she feels like she tastes (gasps) Golgo.
1: Anyone with a trained palate would know that what Meredith actually tastes is super salty. (laughs) The sixth taste. But
0: we'll spare her that.
4: It's so good. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Mmm.
0: And for the monsoon, take a sip.
5: And Vestavia fills both their glasses.
3: Gunnar takes a sip. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. It's really good. Yeah, no, it is.
4: Cheers. Now that we've both sipped. Volare.
2: Wow. Wow. God God we'll Whoa!
3: Gelmere turns to Meredith. Everybody loves somebody sometimes. Oh, you're
4: sometimes. drunk. Sometimes. That's the go go. It's really drunk. intense.
3: Yeah, I'm sort of feeling it too now. Go
0: Go, go. And at that, the lines on my face start to deepen. Uh, and I look older. I look approximately eight years older than I did before. Hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, me and the uh, other sommelier need to go back into the room and uh, talk.
1: Vestavia, you can't help but notice that something has changed in Oberon.
5: Yes, right away. Bonjour. Uh, and she hurries with him back into the building.
0: Vestavia, it's happening. The future is changing right before our eyes. I feel it. I remember it. I'm becoming eight years older. The same sperm from Gelmeier that eight <laughs> years later would fertilize the egg. Well, now, his resilient immortal sperm. That sperm. Tonight, I believe they're going to conceive me. The future oh. is changing.
2: Um, how do you feel about it? Weird. Me too.
0: I had eight years robbed from me.
2: I mean, we we drank of the Azor berries. 200% success, remember? No matter what happens, it's meant to be. It's the right way.
0: You're right. You're always right, Vestavia. I was a fool to ever consider murdering you with cold blood.
2: (laughs) Thank you for saying that.
1: We cut back to Meredith and Gilmer's table.
2: It's like, you
3: know... I'm getting like a saltine vibe from it. It's so it's like, is that weird to say? I'm feeling like it's like saltine. Getting,
4: it's like ocean-y. It's yeah. like oceanic. Yes. Ocean. Like tide Ocean water. forward.
3: Yeah, foam.
4: Mm. Oh yeah. Ooh. It's like it's like
3: the it's like the waves. It's kind of like
4: oh the waves, God.
1: baby. <laughs> we cut back to Vestavia and Oberon. Vestavia, before your eyes. Oberon grows twelve years younger.
2: <laughs> My love, if I can call you that, your face. Something bizarre is
0: happening. I'm becoming 12 years younger. Oh no, Gelmeyer, oh, i feel incredible. Gelmeyer's really striking out. <laughs> <laughs> but that brings me closer in age to you. Look, I've gone from a pure white mullet to a salted pepper.
5: Vestavia dares to reach a hand out to his fake mustache and gently peels it off his lips.
0: I do the same to Vestavia. She kisses him. I kiss back. (laughs) Go-go. (laughs) Go-go. Every time.
2: (laughs) Every time it's funny.
0: The words of Mio.
2: I don't care how old you are, when you are, whose son you are.
0: Vestavia, I wish I could stay here in the past. Of course, to you, it's the present. And live with you, man and woman. But I fear that prolonged exposure to my parents might tip them off. Already they're forming strange... It might happen. (laughs) I also, it's a big ship. I guess I could just, I've heard a million stories about it. I could just stay on a different part of the ship and never interact with them.
2: I, I want you to choose. I don't want you to put yourself in danger for me. I promised myself I wouldn't tip my hat at unavailable men any longer.
0: Vestavia, you've shown me that there's a softer way, a kinder way. I came here ready to kill you. Yes, you keep saying. Well, it's you've taken it in incredible stride. I'm, I'm shocked that it didn't drive a wedge between us. But you see, it brought us together. You're one in a million. I will. I'll stay here in the past, your present, and I'll live on the ship, hidden away from my parents. If ever they see me, I will die instantly. And if everything goes great with us, we will marry. And if not, I will just remain a colorful character on the ship.
2: What if I went to the future with you?
0: You would be more than welcome. Although... Even now, I wouldn't recognize that future. Would you? Would you join me in the future, my present? Would you say goodbye
3: to these colorful characters? At that moment, Vestavia gets a message on her badge Hello? Hey, uh, Vestavia, it's Gelmir. Um, so, first of all, I just want to say sorry, I'm so drunk right now. Um, we, thank you so much. We're having such a great time. And, like, as a just, I know this isn't like, I know this is a gift, but. I believe in contracts, that when someone does something nice for you, you do something nice back. We wanted to know if you would be our joint bridesmaid.
2: Uh... uh,
3: uh now, you don't have to decide right now, it, you know, if you have the time, or if you have the outfit, or if you're living in the present time zone. You know, those are all factors of... of, of what,
0: I'm going to uh, whisper to Vestavia, you have to choose now!
5: Vestavia... Hangs up. She ends the call. She takes Oberon's hand. I choose you, Oberon. For now.
0: In what capacity? In the future or the present or the past? Where are we going?
2: Let's see this future of yours. I want to see how it turned out.
0: Let's go. And don't worry. Time travel is extremely common and easy in my future. If you don't like it, you can come
5: back. That was my thought exactly. She turns and waves an invisible farewell to Gelmeier and Meredith. Did you feel something?
3: Uh, I feel like the sommeliers have just like totally abandoned us. I would like some snacks.
4: I know I wouldn't mind to order a meal.
3: (laughs) Meredith
1: and Gelmeier in the other room, you hear the sound of like an energy portal open
3: up Mm -hmm. and then close and there's sort of a gust of wind.
4: Oh, they turn the AC on. That's nice.
3: Appreciated.
4: And I see, like that. We,
3: we didn't even have to ask. We didn't even have to cause a scene. They sort of intuited.
4: You know what? I think it's the Golgo because I wanted AC on and then I had a sip of Golgo.
3: So, you know, since we're um, <laughs> more successful at everything we do right now. <laughs>
4: yeah, babe, what?
3: maybe what? Um, maybe let's take like a real nap because
4: we didn't get a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> oh my God, I would love it now.
3: Because <laughs> we didn't really get a lot of sleep last night.
1: Hmm. What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lapore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our Rear Admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These, Those Stars of Space.
0: In the far future, a portal opens, and two figures step out. Oberon sniffs the air and points to the horizon. Vestavia, look! It's a panda express! Nature is healing!
2: I want some chicken chow mein and
5: a life together! She takes his hand.
0: Oberon, in the far distance,
1: you see a... what's that? A normal volcano?
0: Gently erupting. Look at
6: that. (laughs)
0: Spewing lava and ash everywhere, destroying a nearby town. It's a paradise on earth.